Hello everyone and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Lobot Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Josh. And we're back. We're back. Have you, have you found two. a name for this place yet? I have. I oh, have. Was it? We are recording live from the Thunderdome. Oh, the Thunderdome. All right. right I sounds like good. It. It's, it's a lot different from the Crack Den. It's a lot different from the Crack Den, but I feel like I could never live up to the Crack Den. No, that was, the trap house. that was magic. That maybe was too maybe we go back one day. Just as a surprise, I'll bring all the, to the equipment. people that live there. Yeah. A record. Just like, can Hello. I use this room Not for a second? Uh, we'll role play it. We'll role play it. <laughs> uh, I, I live there. I live there. Oh, yes. Someone at the door. <laughs> Hello. 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 I use, I I use room. I use room. I don't know why I'm putting on an accent. <laughs> <Don't shut. laughs> you put on an accent because you're nervous. <laughs> My Lord. No, I've never had never to do back. that before. I know they've put still on got, an accent. No, not put on an accent, but uh, knock at a random person's place. The last time I did that was when, oh yeah, it was when I ordered the Nintendo 3DS because I wanted to play Fire Emblem and I told you about it. The delivery driver didn't actually deliver it to my oh, place. Yeah. He delivered it to next doors, luckily. And luckily I checked there, but I, I hated doing that. I don't ever want to do that again. Yeah. I hate knocking at random people's places, but um, anyway... It's another week, it baby. It's been so been long since I've said another that. Another week. It's, it's good. I've been looking forward to this week. Absolutely. Um, Back have in you been? Things. Have you been? Uh, I've been good. Been working, training for work. Just yeah. Busy, busy week. How about you? Yeah. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. We've had. I feel like every single day of this week, we've had tech issues. Oof. Like even I had to stay back a little bit late yesterday from work because we just had so many tech issues. I had some customer with the nerve, and this is probably like one of my biggest pet peeves. With the nerve. Do not come into any place of establishment at five o'clock. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't do that. No, no, I no, hate yeah, that. Abs- absolutely. Right. And even he had five to five, you're pushing it. Yeah. He came in at like two to five. No. And I was like, but I had to do it. Yeah. I had to do it. And that was, that was real frustrating for me. Um, and I had a bunch of other shit to do and like everyone else left. Yeah. They, they're gone. They don't um, need to stay back. Like all my the colleagues left at like three yesterday to get ahead on the weekend. I'm like, I'm stuck here serving a customer at five o'clock. Great. This sucks. And I shouldn't even be serving customers. I don't know why I'm doing it, but no one, everyone else left. So I don't have a choice, but, um, no, just work buddy. There hasn't been too much basketball. Yep. Unfortunately it was all star weekend, which I guess is where we'll tip things off. Absolutely. I came around on Monday. It was, yeah. Yes. Monday. It was yeah. Long, yeah. Public long, holiday here. Yeah. Public yeah. Holiday. Um, watched a bit of basketball. Um, they put All Star Weekend on the one day now, which is much better. I so I was I was going to go through All Star Weekend and for ask for your opinions on what you loved about it, what you didn't like about it, and it, you know, there's always going to be things people love and hate. Mm-hmm. I think the thing I probably the only thing I liked about All Star Weekend, not to be a pessimist, but and I generally do love it, is the one day format. Yeah, it just feels so much smoother, less disconjointed. Yeah. And All-Star Weekend, historically, has never been, you know, the biggest of events throughout the year. It's always the playoffs is the big year for basketball fans like us. But All-Star Weekend just feels more of like a treat, like a viewing pleasure now. It's yeah. one day we can sit Smash down it out in a couple watch of hours, it from start to finish. You know, if, you, if, you, yeah. if you don't watch for a little bit, that's fine. In, in, you know, in 20 minutes, there's still something going. Mm. Where All-Star Weekend, it's like, okay, what time is this on? What time is this on? What day is this on if you don't live in the US? Yep. Um, it feels like All-Star Weekend isn't for us diehard fans. It's for the more casual audience. Yeah. Like, I, I think I mentioned it to you when we were watching it. And 
one of the cool things about All Star Weekend was seeing all these players together mm-hmm. in the one place. It would be insane if you were actually a fan there watching it live. I can see how that being a completely different Pay appeal. Pay $250, yep. get a ticket, you see the dunk contest, the skills contest, the All Star game, you see all the stars, so on, so on, so Yeah, yeah, it'd be absolutely crazy, like, especially with the fact that this is the very first time Steph Curry's ever been on the same team as LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, that's a huge thing in itself. Mm-hmm. People would pay big money for that. Yeah, I think... I mean, is there anything that stood out to you over the All-Star weekend which you actually liked? There's not, is there? No, I can tell by your face. No. There is... So, the one-day format, I really, really enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I appreciate the one-day format. I hope they yes. stick with it. I don't think they will because it's less money for, like, the venues. and Overall, yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I really wish they would implement, and I think I did mention this on the Monday when it was happening, mm-hmm. was miking up these All-Stars. This is the... F- only time of the year when these all-stars are all in the one place, literally on the same court together. I'm not saying mic up all of them, but you you see some of the, I guess, the behind-the-scenes stuff between Steph and, and LeBron because it's the first time they've been mm-hmm. together. And it's crazy. Like, not even the on-the-court stuff. It's just them interacting with each other. Yeah. And these... Because we don't get to see that as fans. Exactly. You know, usually if you're, if you're a Warriors fan, it's Steph and Jordan, Paul, and all these other guys, which mm-hmm. you don't care too much for you know um but steph obviously people love same thing if you're a lakers fan it's just lebron and interacting with the other guys like tht and caruso and whatnot but seeing lebron interact with steph and quailen and interact Mm -hmm. with all these other guys it's a whole that to me is all-star weekend is the interactions because the all-star game is not never going to be exciting i don't think i was thinking about it last year's was all right it was okay that's probably the most closest to exciting it's been in a very long time absolutely but I, I was thinking about this for a couple of days and I was going to ask you, but I, I don't have an answer myself. If you could change anything about the All-Star game specifically to make it more, I guess, competitive, because competitive does make for more entertaining viewing pleasure mm-hmm. as a basketball fan, what would you change or implement? Because I don't think there's anything I can think of. Because I feel what the league's done with reinventing the All-Star game, with everyone plays a quarter, then reset the the points and then play that quarter. Now at the end, it's the first to 170. Mm-hmm. That works to a degree. Like you said, last year's was actually pretty entertaining, mm-hmm. but it still wasn't competitive. Yeah. There's just absolutely no defense and whatnot. We saw that. That was particularly was evident really this, year. this year. Um, I, I don't know what I could implement because I just don't think it's yeah, the, I, the format I, is built for that. Players, like they like, obviously every player in the NBA loves basketball. Yes. But if there's nothing to play for, they play 82, you know, 72 games during the regular season. And if there's nothing really on the line here that's going to help them towards a chip, they're yeah. not going to care too much. So I don't think you're ever going to get something that's competitive. If if it was me, I'd say maybe run test rules. Okay. Oh, we we're thinking about a four-point line. Yeah. Kick a kick a four point line. Kick it back three feet. That is the best idea I've had, actually. I appreciate. Right. It. Thank you for coming on the pod because I fucking love that well, idea. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, the, that's uh, it. The guest for this week. I'll <laughs> the be door leaving. is there. <laughs> Nori will no, that is it. a that is a fantastic right. idea, actually. If, if you want to run like a, a test, why not use the All Star Game for it? And you can say, you know, every three years, new gimmick. You know, we've got yep. a four point line. Yep. Let's see how new you gimmick. know Steph yep. and Dame and everyone reacts. 
Who knows? Because yeah, they're jacking up from halfway yeah, anyway. Yeah, like they're jacking up from yeah. halfway anyway. Why not put in a four-point line and see how the players react? They still yeah. may not care. They may not do too much, but they'll, they'll mess around with it. It'll you be know fun I mean? to see how many you know how many people can actually shoot from out there because then there's a, a target for people yeah, to hit from exactly. out there. Or, yeah. you know, I can't think of any other potential rule changes that have a big impact like that. Mm. But... You that's know, probably the most obvious for the moment. And that's yeah. one that I know is in discussion. Um, I mean, you know, just to throwing it out there, would you eventually like to see, I, I assume you're in favor of pushing back the three point line a little bit. I don't, um, I don't mind. You don't mind? I, it, just neutral? I put no thought into it. it doesn't. Yeah. I, I would like it pushed back a little bit. How would you feel about four point line or is strictly as a gimmick thing? For the All Star game or for for regular, regular season? Because a like lot of people need, talk about this. You need a lot of testing. You yeah. need All Star game. You need G League. You need like two seasons in the I G like, League. I like how the G testing. League has kind of been a the ground. guinea pig for yeah. a lot of this stuff. Because that's right. I think they had. If I remember correctly, um, if you get an offensive board, you've only got twelve seconds instead of the full twenty four now, mm-hmm. um, or is it fourteen seconds? I'm 14, completely I blanking right 14. now. Um, You're completely what? I'm blanking right okay, now completely. It's, it's so early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, but I think they, they adopted that first. Mm-hmm. They were running tests in that they first. Did. So it'd be cool to see them implement that. Or I think I agree with you more. I would like to see the all-star game grab that because that's more of a draw factor for that. Mm-hmm. You know, people will tune into the G League to see how that goes. But if the all-star format's the only one doing that, that's going to be real interesting with the talent they've got. It definitely needs more than just another game. Yeah. Screw it. Have a wheel. Every five minutes you spin the wheel, a new rule comes in. <laughs> must score within the key. You know, must yeah. score, uh, must be mid-range shots. Every yeah. five minutes you spin that wheel and a new rule implements. Just anything to make me want to watch it. Because right now it's just a game of basketball yeah. and I can watch, shit, what's 72 times 30? Oh, 16, I think. More than 116. Okay. 72 times 30. <laughs> oh, no, no, like, sorry. Like, how sorry, many two, games one, go on in a uh, season? No, no. You know what Where? I mean? Like, I'm not actually asking you to do the math, but how many games go on in a season? I can watch a game anytime. Yeah, I don't need to yeah, watch yeah. the All Star game. There's like oh, seven, eight games on a day. My math is so off. It is. I, I thought you said 72 times three. No. I didn't hear the 30. 70, that's like 200. That'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's like 200. Yeah. But 72 times 30, that's thousands of games, yep. right? I can watch thousands of games a year. Why would yeah. I watch the All-Star game? That's the thing, because we've got games on today, which we will go through because I'm actually excited because mm-hmm. yesterday was only like uh, a couple games. Yeah. Oh, no, a few games, but nothing really exciting. Today, there's a bunch of games going on and you're here, I'm here. I'm excited to watch them, but I would much rather watch those games than the, the All-Star game. Because they mean honesty. something. They do. They mean something, especially with how close everything is at the yeah. moment. It's a bloodbath yeah. trying to... Trying to- keep get to or keep that eighth seed in in both conferences yeah so this actually means something i understand like the the charity donations they're trying to make it mean more yeah but it still didn't. which which is a good implementation i'm a big fan of it absolutely um i'm glad they did that give to the less fortunate the the only thing i would say because you said that there's there's no meaning for the all-star weekend really there is one tampering there's a lot that of that that goes on true there's a lot of shit so that's that's probably the only real thing I look forward to because, like, what are some of the news articles which are going to come yeah. out? Who's LeBron what being recruiting this time? What sneaky videos are we right? going to get this now? That's, that's what I'm excited for. That's why I would like that sneaky mic might pick up something. That one video of KD and Kyrie talking in the yeah. tunnel, like, 
two years ago. And they said, no, that means nothing. That means I nothing. I call bullshit on that. Yeah. Because so they said, meaning. oh, you know, we're, we're going to go to New York. Mm. They got two, yeah. uh, two max spots. <laughs> I mean, they did go to New York. Like, what else would two max spots mean? Yeah. Like, what, is, what else would that mean, Kyrie? Yeah. Such a fool. Um, but speaking of all of this... Good KD, KD, Kyrie, all of that okay. drama. They just got Blake Griffin. This is what I wanted to talk about. Yes. I'm, I, I've been a fan of Blake since his 2019 run. I think we were both a fan of Blake since his yeah, 2019. Yeah, that's the All-NBA run. Yeah, where he was like top five. I'd, I'd say he was like second team. He got third team. Yeah, but like, I think second team. He was pushing he was, for MVP. Overall, if, you know, just to, to preface, Blake Griffin, I was never a big fan of Blake Griffin. No, I was never a fan of Clippers Blake Griffin. No, Clippers Blake Griffin felt very one-dimensional. He didn't have a post game, couldn't really play defense. He was just a lob threat, but very athletic and very quick at that. At the end of his Clippers career, he started to get more skills. His athletics yeah, declined. Yeah, like really towards the end of that tenure. Yeah. Um, so I was never really a fan of that. I like... You know, either be a great big man at what you do. I'm not a big fan of the people that are always love throws. Like DeAndre Jordan, mm -hmm. I guess, in a weird way. Mm -hmm. They're very, very com comparable. But as soon as he went to Detroit, that 2019 season run was really, really good. That boy was on the court in the playoffs with his knee wrapped in, in a brace. Just looked like bubble wrap at that yeah. point. You know, and I, I commend him for all those efforts. Um, I did a complete 180 on him. Uh, I like who he is as a player. And I think what his skill set that he can bring to Brooklyn is needed. You know, they need another guy that's not going to be just them three. You know, jo I know Joe Harris is shooting absolute lights out. I think, I think he's shooting 57% from three. Something like that. Because yeah. they can't guard him anymore because they've got to guard the other three dudes. Yeah. You know, especially when KD comes back, that's a, a lethal, lethal offensive threat of those mm -hmm. three. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, Joe Harris can do what he wants on the three point line. Um, but the, the loss of Jarrett Allen means they are losing a big, big guy. Now, Blake Griffin doesn't fill that void. Blake Griffin's not a defensive player. Mm -hmm. He's very much an offensive player. He always has been. But the one thing I would like to see at some point is Blake Griffin in a, in a smaller role. So Blake Griffin in a smaller role, he's never had that before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's always been in a LA, focal point. the focal point in Detroit. He was the focal point. It didn't work out, unfortunately, yeah. despite all his efforts. But now he is forced to play a smaller role. And that's the first time we've ever seen it from Blake. Exactly. And I was listening to someone a couple nights ago talk about Blake Griffin. I can't remember who it was. But generally, guys like Blake Griffin that seem to endorse younger guys mm -hmm. and be more of a, I guess, opening and welcoming vet, mm -hmm. but still very talented they tend to age a lot better into smaller roles if they accept it. Yeah. And I think Blake Griffin is absolutely one of those guys. Absolutely. And I don't think you can be someone, anyone in the league going to Brooklyn and think, I'm the focal point, unless you obviously like James Harden or KD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there are very unless few you're at that, that super superstar level. Exactly. And I think Blake Griffin and his skill set currently offensively should fit. He should be a good backup point. He should be someone which can get you 15 and like a Carmelo Anthony. So yeah, I'm way. I'm expecting like 10, 4 and 4. Yep. If he can do 10, 4 and 4, that's fine. Yeah. Um, this is the first, like Blake reinvented himself mm -hmm. at Detroit. That was Blake 2.0. Yep. Now we're going to Blake 3.0. Yep. 
He's clearly at the tail end of his career. It may not be done yet. Yep. He's obviously struggled these past two seasons. Got awful numbers, mm. awful efficiency. They're, yeah, absolutely hard. But second to only Killian Hayes. Second to Killian Hayes. <laughs> but he's also playing 35 minutes yep. in Detroit. Which is surprising. Right? Despite his injuries, despite playing 35 minutes like every fucking game mm. for the, since he got to Detroit. You know, and like his knee, like we, you mentioned in 2019, he's played that last game five and four of the playoffs against the Bucks in like a big knee brace. Yeah. And he was like a straight one legged man. It was bad. Oh, horrible. Yeah. Um, So I see so much slander when I was reading the news about Blake to uh, Brooklyn. So much slander online saying he's washed. He, you know, if he gets any minutes, he's going to be a detriment to Brooklyn. Really? Yeah. So people have so little faith for a player just because of bad seasons. Yeah. Right? He's not going to get 35 minutes. He's going to no, get no. 10 to 15 minutes. I tops. I If he gets more than 20, I'll be gobsmacked. Absolutely. Yeah. I think he knows that as well. Yeah. The big thing about this Brooklyn team is versatility. Do, do you know who they've been running at center the most this season? Who? Bruce Brown. Oh, yeah, he's like 6'5", runs to the rim. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. point guard from Detroit, yeah. who they picked up, who's been playing an amazing small ball center, Yeah, right? The second most has been DJ. Third most has been Jeff Green, yeah. right? Blake Griffin will be a Jeff Green. Absolutely. Right? Can, like, obviously Blake's numbers have been bad, but off like 10 minutes, his numbers I, will exactly. shoot up. His I, efficiency will shoot up. That's the thing that there's a reason why you can't get scoring title if you haven't played X amount of games mm-hmm. and with with every stat. Yeah. The more minutes you play, the more games you play, the harder it is to maintain that efficiency. And yep. if he's playing 34, 35 minutes a game and he's not the Blake he used to be, those numbers are going to be down. Exactly. They're going to be horrid. But you reduce that, keep him healthy, keep him focused on the role he plays and the minutes he has to play exactly. within. Exactly. Exactly. That should be so good for Blake. And I, I, I don't see too much of a downside. The, the great thing about this Blake acquisition is it doesn't mean anything bad. Exactly. They didn't give up anything to Nothing. get it. It was just a sign. They so just signed if, him. If they need another proper big man to actually mm. replace Jared Allen, they still can. They still can. Which is the thing. Thank you. People online are so quick to, when, when a player gets to the tail end of the career and has a bad spurt, they're so quick to, to just throw him under the bus. Yep. Oh, Melo's done. No, this is just a new version. Yep. Oh, Chris Paul's not, Chris Paul's injured. No, he's done. No, he's still going. Uh, Blake's done. No, this will be Blake 3.0. Yep. He'll adjust to his new role. I want you to imagine this, right? Yep. James Harden dribbling up the court near top of the key, just to left a bit. Blake sets a screen. A lot of times, teams will trap Harden. Double team, get the ball at his hands. Blake oh. rolls, lob over the top. The Like, KD's man comes to stop Blake, kicks it out to KD in the corner. Yep. That's all you need him to do. Completely changes it. Completely changes it. Because Blake's a great passer. He's always been a great passer. Yep. Even back to, like, early days in, in LA. He's an amazing Just playmaker. Really, it really showed in Detroit. Yeah. Because um, he, you know, usually he's the one getting the passes. Yeah. But now he's the one that's got to be the focal point of the offense. It's a lot different. Um, now we get to see him as a proper role man again mm-hmm. and actually get a bit more space because you can't leave Joe Harris, Kyrie, KD, James Harden All open threats, on the line. Right. It's like, oh, isn't it? This situation would be perfect for a young. This is, yes, this absolutely. Is, and this is perfect I mean, for Blake. <laughs> let's add another MVP. <laughs> but yeah, like this is a situation where Blake doesn't need to do much. Mm-hmm. You've got 
some of the best shooters in the league on your perimeter. Yep. You're a good passer. You're not the attention. Yep. Just go. Yeah, that's that's a th- I don't know why people are so angry about this acquisition. Yeah. And they're angry in a way that this doesn't make sense. To me, it makes sense. It's a it's a such a low, low risk with a pretty high right. reward if it works out. And I see him being a plus on offense. Yep. And in the 10 minutes, I can see him being a neutral on defense. Anything more, he'll probably go to a negative on defense, but just 10 minutes a game. He's neutral at the moment because that's a lot better than what you're going to get from a lot of these other guys. Yeah, it's a lot better than what you're getting from DJ right now. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know why there's negativity toward the acquisition. I'm all for it. Absolutely. Um, they are the Good second seed hear. in the East right now, and that's pre-Blake uh, Griffin. Yeah, so, and that's with KD out. Yeah. Yeah, so they've got the best offense in the league, and this should like like if this works out, you know, if you're a Brooklyn fan, fingers crossed, this ends up being 15 points a game yeah. from Blake Griffin. That means you don't have you hypothetically don't have to run all these guys as much as you're running them right now because there isn't any depth in that team. Yeah. And Blake Griffin hypothetically should add a really good piece of depth uh, because I I know you're not big on Montrez uh, for the Lakers. But he does add depth. Yeah, he and does. And people does. like to overlook that depth and how important that is throughout the regular season. Mm-hmm. And I know it's only 17. Depth matters you know, so much in that regular season. Yes. Not so much the playoffs. playoffs. Maybe Blake doesn't get played anywhere near as much. Maybe five, yeah, maybe seven five, minutes a yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. But throughout the regular season, because James Harden was ran through the ground in a regular season yeah. for Houston. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I, I'm not a big James Harden fan, if at all, but he... Killed himself in the regular season. Always did. Yep. Heart and soul on the court. And I And you could that. see he was exhausted come playoffs. Yes, playoff that's time. why his numbers were always like atrocious in the yep. playoffs when it mattered. Because he'd played 82 games throughout the season. And like 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, with KD, you know, we're still a bit unsure on his body at the moment. He's been in and out this mm-hmm. year. Um, he just came back from a really bad injury. You don't want to run him 38 minutes a game. Yeah. You know, Kyrie's fine. He seems to be much better now. James Harden's always been James Harden. You know, he's never really going to miss games. They're in a... Sp- like, Katie is in a spot where he's so fortunate where he doesn't need to play 30 minutes a game. Yep. Like, can you imagine coming back from an Achilles and you have two All-Stars in your team, <laughs> one's a former MVP, and you it's don't need nuts. to play 30 minutes to make it to the playoffs? It's crazy. Like, that's such a fortunate position to be in. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me that Brooklyn went from... The team, everyone's pick, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not your pick, whoever says this isn't their pick for what I'm about to say is absolutely lying. They gave up everything they had for the future to get an aging Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Andre Karolinko, Jason Terry, I believe. Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson. You know, and the, you say these names and these are, you know, bona fide Hall of Famers for the most part, mm-hmm. but they were old. <laughs> Mid-30s Old, man. You know, they, they weren't going to contribute anything. Yeah. And they gave up so much for that. And somehow... It's like if a team the traded away the future for current Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I can, <laughs> yeah that's right? it, basically. Um, because with, within the decade, they not only came back to mediocrity, you know, through D'Lo and Karis LeVert and mm-hmm. Dinwiddie, that they era. They made the eighth. They made the eighth. It didn't stop there. They're at the second seed right now. Very well could make the first. I just want to give a big shout out to Sean Marks. That yep. man knows what he's doing yep. and turned that franchise around. Turned Because Brooklyn seemed like a joke yeah. six yep. years ago. Yep. But they're not a joke. 
This should not have happened within a decade. Exactly. We look at teams like Atlanta that have been struggling for so long after their, you know, success in the regular season mm-hmm. and the playoffs, and Sacramento were successful at some point. It's been what, 20 years yeah. since Sacramento like have been relevant. So it's been forever years. since Timberwolves have been relevant. It's been forever since New York have been relevant. Yeah. And New York, you know, it's slowly getting there now. But it's nothing compared to Brooklyn and what they've it's, done. Oh, it, it's, it's such a big turnaround. Such a weird oddity yeah. that Brooklyn not only got things together as a as a sixth seed, as a, as a seventh seed, they very well could top the East yeah. with one of the best seasons probably one of the best seasons we're seeing in general from anyone in yeah. Joel Embiid yeah. and, and Philly. And it might be eclipsed by what, what Brooklyn are doing with their absolute monstrosity of an offense. Just, yeah. And I say monstrosity and just, it's disgustingly good. It's, it's looking phenomenal. like an all-time great, the all-time great offense. Yep. Because you, you can- Not the best defense. No. But People argue the best team of all time is Golden State for that tenure with KD. Yeah. And that's because their defense was also top. Yeah. You know, that was best offense, best defense. This definitely isn't the best defense. Nowhere near. Yeah. But their offense is freaking wild. So their offense is looking to be, assuming they keep this up and Katie comes back, it's looking to be the best offensive season of all time for a team, which is crazy. Crazy. Um, But their defense, I think right now is 16th. Mm -hmm. Um, And just at the start, towards the start of the season, it was like 25th. Yep. The only team to ever win a title was with less than like 15th in the defensive rating was the 2001 Lakers. Yep. So they could still do it. It's not yep. impossible. Yep. But their defense definitely needs to get better. I, but they've got time. I've realized that like historical stats don't mean a lot. Anything happens yeah, 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 in this league. Like it's it's it, everything's with a grain of salt. Yeah. Like the best championship of all time, you know, whether you love it or hate it, 2016 LeBron James leaving Cavaliers. No team's ever done what LeBron managed to do with yeah. that team ever. All the historical stats were against him. So I, I'm i thankful for that. And we're like, I'm not, I'm not a big LeBron fan. I'm not, a, I'm not a Cleveland fan at all. I'm a Lakers fan. But that I loved because I, I'm, I was never too invested in historical stats. You know, anything could be mm-hmm. broken at any time. You know, the last, the last five years, mm-hmm. not even the last decade, the last five years, so many records have been broken. Absolutely. It feels like every second year, rookies come into the league and break previous rookie records. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, a combination of the pace of the game, the style of the game. Um, so much is changing. You know, even the way that these guys come up, you know, throughout the league. We, um, you know, this is a bit of a, you know, a hot debate. A lot of people love to talk about it, but the players where Wilt was, nothing compared to the players we have now, even college players, you know, it's just so different now. And it, it's crazy to think that, you know, we're, we're seeing teams like this and it could keep keep happening. You know, Bill Russell being the only athlete among milkmen. Yeah, <laughs> among milkmen. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, that is an exaggeration if you're listening, Bill Russell. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. But yeah, like records are good with a grain of salt. You take them and you look at them and say, okay, it's good to see where things are at that point. Yep. And take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, it's 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 something to... It's to, good to, to mould something a by, comparison. an idea by, a comparison, get a, get an idea of what's to come. But um, like it, it works in regards to, you know, if you're scouting, for example, mm-hmm. you know, shooters that generally do this are going to do this. This is how yeah. we do that. We trap here, we fall back here. Yeah. Why not? Those historically, those stats work. But the if it's pure just numbers that are trying to go against you, I never, never had any 
any stock into yeah, yeah, yeah. in that. It didn't didn't make too much sense to me. And we're all here to be amazed. Yeah, you know that's what LeBron does, and that's what this Brooklyn team could do with their yeah. offense. It's it's absolutely insane. Uh, they're poised for a good playoff run. As they're things are on. currently, they're poised for a good yeah. playoff run. Which they've they've turned me around a little bit. I I know I had this discussion with Adam. I I don't think I'll ever be a Kyrie fan. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't see him being a winner. But everyone else on this team is too much of a winner not to. Yeah. Like, I, I talked about this with you on Monday during the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't think Kyrie raises any team's floor. Yes. But I think he's a great ceiling raiser. Yeah. And if, if people don't know what I mean by that is like, he's not going to make a bad team. If it, if it, if a team's like a 10th seed or a, or an 11th seed, he goes to him, he's not going to make it better. No, they're going to stay stagnant. They're going to maybe go to the ninth, yep. right? But if he goes to a four seed, he could raise them up to a two yep. seed or a one seed. In, in a great comparison, you want to compare him to LeBron, you know, best floor raiser in history. Yeah. By far. By you know, far. He, you put him on any team, they're making the playoffs. You put Kyrie on any team, they're not guaranteed to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. But Kyrie, like you said, does raise the ceiling. If Kyrie wasn't on this Brooklyn team, they wouldn't be as good as they are now. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And absolutely. I'm, not a, I'm not a Kyrie fan, but that i got to admit that. Yeah. I but think you, that's the thing you've said the most on this podcast. I'm not a Kyrie fan. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. I feel like it's every week. I've got, I've got a preface, you know. You've got to get that sandwich. I'm not a Kyrie fan. He's good. I'm not a Kyrie fan. <laughs> I have to. It's, I am my image, you know. I, I gotta, I gotta keep that up, you know. It's, it's Italian but hands I, when you talk to me, and I'm not a Kyrie fan. <laughs> but I appreciate it. I yeah, appreciate, you absolutely. know, every, every player that comes to the league. If they're putting in work, they're putting in work. Yeah. He's just a bit of a dingus sometimes oh, that bit. I don't understand. What is with him and that walking stick? Why? Has he come out and said why? I don't get it yet. He didn't show up to all-star uh, media um, requirements. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. It just, I'm not surprised. No. Honestly, if anything weird is going down in the league, I assume Kyrie's behind it. <laughs> walking sick. I'm sure it's a spiritual thing, and I, you know, yeah. I hope he's content. <laughs> I mean, he's content. But I'm just- he came out... Kyrie came out, I think it was yesterday, basically outing the media because on, uh, I think it was the last game back or something, he went up and like hugged one of his former teammates and mm-hmm. went getting along with his former Boston teammates. And then he came out straight to the media and it was just like, that's what you get for, for talking shit about me. I'm a great teammate or whatnot. It was really weird. It's like Kyrie takes all of this personally. No, he probably does. But that's, that's, KT as well. That's but KT. I mean, he's been a lot more vocal the past few years. Yeah. Um. Not in a. I don't think it's been a they shitty just, way. No, they just they just take uh, a lot of that media stuff a lot more to heart than others. Yeah, well, that's fine. It's three polarizing guys on that team, yeah. man. And that's why people think it wasn't going to work. But yeah, it's weird because Blake is the most not humble, but. What's the way? I remember when the 2019 season when Detroit got eliminated, and then Blake Griffin had the the conference with all the media members, mm-hmm. and then after they finished, he went and sh- shook everyone's hand. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I saw a player do that. That was very um, unique to me. Yeah, someone of his caliber having an All NBA season, mm-hmm. um, doing that to each media member. Usually, they just like Kyrie didn't even show up. Yeah. to his last one. It feels like he was. Very appreciative. Yes. And it, other it's, people doing their job. It's weird to 
have Blake as that anchor for that personality when you've got three of the most polarizing guys in in the league. I don't, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of three more polarizing guys no. than James Strip Harden. Strip Harden. I mean, uh, James, James Strip Club Harden. Um, Kyrie freaking Moses with his walking stick. <laughs> walking you know, I don't stick. get it. And then, you know, Kevin Durant with the burner account, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, not, not, it's a bad thing, but it's three strong to personalities with, with Blake. And that's yeah. also a thing, and which I'm excited to say. Jeff Green. Oh yeah. Uh, Papa Uncle Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Papa Jeff. Yeah. But speaking of old heads like Jeff and, and Blake, um, teams are starting to move off of certain guys. Did you they see are. San Antonio? Yeah. Um, word came out of the pops like, yeah, we've talked to LaMarcus. We're going to yep. hopefully find him a fit. He's comfortable. Yeah. With. So he's away from the team moving forward. Yeah. He's not going to be there. Which I expected. He's not been good this season with them at all. He's mm-hmm. old. Um, and it's just time to move on, unfortunately. I'm, I'm a big LaMarcus fan. Always yeah, we his, both love him. Just his best consistent. years were, were in Portland. Yeah. You know, that was a... I was sad to see him go then. Um, I hope he goes back. I mean... He very well could. Honest to God, they do need someone they for need big They need a big man. man, yeah. Right? Um, and he's good friends with Dame. Yeah, yeah. They'd very, give very up, good oh, They'd give up probably like Zach Collins. Yeah, Zach Collins fits more of what Pop runs, I think. Yeah. Like, Zach Collins does two things, all right? And I think this is Pop's ideal uh, ideal cheap big man is rebound, shoot. Yeah. Rebound, shoot. That's it. Yep. You know, obviously, you get Tim Duncan and your David Robinsons. If you're Pop, you're very if, lucky. If you're lucky. But man. those are like, you know, MVP talents. Yeah. If you're, he loves making the most out of these budget big men. Yeah, he'll get the most out of, out of a budget. And guy. Zach Collins could work. Yeah. I, I really think it could, assuming he's actually able to be on Healthy. the floor. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they Portland don't have Zach Collins. They don't have Nurkic. Yeah, don't... It'd be good for Portland to get another bigger power forward. Because it feels like Portland, especially now, run like three small guys oh, yeah. and Nurk if he's back yeah. or Cantor or someone. Yeah. Cause like a lot of time they're running Roko at the four or, or mm. Mello at the four and yeah. they're threes. Yeah. They're, they're threes at heart, man. Right. So getting them a legit four, I feel like could help them, you know, five to 10 minutes off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, would there be any other teams you'd want to see LaMarcus go to? Cause um, he's, he's still a good player. He'll uh, get yeah. you 10 to 15 points. I've easily, heard like- talks, little bit of talks about him in Miami. Yep. Um, but it's, it's going to be to a team that's pushing to contend. It's going to be for a team that's looking to get a chip. Yep. A bad team isn't going to want to take that contract. No, no, not at all. Um, who knows? I honestly don't know. They're the only two I've heard whispers of. He works like compared to Blake Griffin. And in my opinion, he's a much easier bucket. You know, you put, you put LaMarcus on the floor. He doesn't have Blake's versatility in playmaking. No. But yeah, he's likely to get you more points he like it, it feels like he's guaranteed to get you 10 mm-hmm. blake griffin on a good night hopefully gets you 10 yeah you know yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's what it feels like yeah um so I, I never you know whatever team gets him assuming you're a contender that's always going to be a really really good one absolutely um there was another one so silas came out and said yeah just like um uh, lamarcus aldridge uh, for Houston, Peter Tucker is no longer going to be with the team. Yeah, I did hear that about came that. out. I think yesterday, which shocks me. I wasn't anticipating them to say he's no longer going to be with the team. I was expecting to them to move off. I, I assume Houston's going to move off everyone, you know, before the deadline. No, every I think everything all... I'm hearing is like this person's up, this person's up, this person's up. 
you know, they it's just like a they're moving a free to market Houston. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're like PJ, probably out of the people they're probably getting rid of, it's like PJ Tucker has the highest like interest right now. Yeah, because yeah. any any more... they're not moving off Christian Wood. No, <laughs> right. That's no. their meal ticket. And I think they're going to keep John Wall as well. Oh, Christian Wood's so good. So they can't win a game without him. Yeah. So if you're if you're getting rid of people, PJ Tucker's got the highest value. Yes. And for yeah. most teams in the league, you could slot PJ Tucker in and he Oh absolutely. Again, he's not a floor raiser. PJ Tucker is a ceiling raiser. Yes, yep. Not as much as Kyrie, obviously. No, obviously just a lesser scale. Like you mm. can fit him on any team he'd help. Any team. You fit so, him on LA, Brooklyn, anywhere. Any team makes them better. Yeah. So there's gonna be buyers for PJ. Um, a big one how, is Brooklyn. How much do you think he's worth? Like, I mean, not, not worth. How much do you think teams are willing to give up is a better question. Um, for a contending team, is it going to win now a first round? Yep, you yeah. think? I think, um, who was it? Jeremy Grant got offered, I think it was two first round picks. Detroit. Jeremy Grant is pushing. He's playing like Zach Levine was like two years ago. Yeah. You know, that was a good player. But Jeremy Grant feels like good stats on a bad team. Well, I mean, he was good stats on your team last year. In the He's gotten better. Yeah, but I don't feel like this is a legit jump. Okay. Right. I don't feel like this is a legitimate, like, all-star like, level jump from... I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. It feels like what may be anchoring that decision is Jamal Murray. Because I was thinking about Jamal Murray this week. Obviously, I'm comparing anything to his bubble stats is crazy. Mm. You know, he's always he's had a very slow, gradual process. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much the case for everyone in the league. Even Luca, it's a gradual process. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, gradual process. Um, it's weird to see a guy like Jeremy Grant jump from what he was a year ago to now, which yeah. is over 20 points per game. It's, it's wild, um, considering no one had that stock in Jeremy Grant. Yeah. I didn't see it. I agree a with you. A good two-way player. Yes. But we didn't see this level offense before. Yep. Um, so it feels like... Two step forwards, he's going to take that step back. Yep. It's going to be a back and forth with him or good stats on a bad team where like a Zach Levine has gotten increased his points per game up by like two or three every year or yep. Jamal Murray's gone up by like two we've, points per game every we've year. We've seen players in the past which have, for a couple of years, their stats have jumped up and then it's dropped considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, someone which had great stats early on, Tyreek Evans was yeah. a phenomenal player early on you know, stat-wise, and then dropped off completely. We've seen a lot of those. Um, even Monte Ellis was a weird one like that. Yeah. He'd have great stats somewhere, horrible stats That's just like next. great stats on a bad team. Yeah. Um, um, and inconsistency as well. Yes. Um, um, but two first-round picks f- seems like a lot for Jeremy Grant. It is. It is. Um, but <sighs> he's a great defender. Yep. I don't, like, he's not going to get the same shots he's getting at Detroit. Yeah. Um, this is, is interesting right now because I know Pacers are a bit of a shit show. You know, they're still Sabonis, like fifth. Yeah, but they're, they're struggling. They're like just about oh, yeah. 500. And in the East. But they're I about to carousel more. that back. Yes. He is now being cleared for the next game. Good. Apparently, I'm, I'm glad. Which I'm excited for because losing Oladipo, you know, whether you love or hate Oladipo, he was a big focus point on their offense for, as a shooting guard. They don't have one right now. Brogdon's a point guard. His hasn't had the best year this year, but they have like TJ Warren and whatnot haven't been mm-hmm. as crazy this year. And Karis Lever, I loved him in Brooklyn. He's one of my favorite players in the league, you know, in terms of these smaller scale players mm-hmm. that aren't all stars. And I feel like he'll bring a bit of consistency. So Sabonis Absolutely. can 
a bit of that relief, shoulder that everything. Pressure. Yeah, which, which I'm excited for because Indiana's always been a funny one. It feels like besides that one year where they really went at Miami in the playoffs with Danny Granger in that photo and mm-hmm. Paul George on that team, George Hill, Lance Stevenson, uh, Roy Hibbert. You know, that was a crazy squad, but that seems like the peak in the last 15 years. Yeah, so that was their peak. Yeah, and I feel like they've always had a well-constructed team, mm-hmm. but it's never really worked out. I don't think their previous coach should have been fired. Never I think it was a, yeah, I think it was a I fine he's now coach. back into the head coaching position. Yeah, but it's like, it's like, what, what's into going a on? head coach position, he's not back at Indiana. No, 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 no. that'd be super weird for him. you coach <laughs> like, nah, come back with a minute. Nah, just come back though. Getting double the money though. God damn. <laughs> you can charge whatever you want. Yeah. But uh, it, Indiana's just a weird one. But I, I like Karis Silver on this team. He's not as polarizing in a bad way as Victor Oladipo. I used to love Victor. But I thought he was a great fit in Indy. Yeah. But he loves to run his mouth a lot. And he's played like shit. Shit, injury prone. Yeah. Just his, lo- his last game was great so, for Houston. But I want to say, bef- like we're, we're towards the tail end of this podcast, as a last little thing, do you see many teams going in on Oladipo? Because he's up for trade. He wants out. He's said I got, it. I got two answers. If it was me, no, wouldn't do it. But yes, I can see teams going in for him. What teams? Miami. I can see Miami doing it. He wants to go to Miami. And I can see it happening. It just depends. What? Miami ain't given up. Because I there was, no, that, that's, there was that's rumors. What I mean. Did you hear the rumors? Uh, I heard some. So Houston was asking for Duncan Robertson or Tyler Hero. That's, that's too much. They ain't given up their no. golden gooses. Like any other team, that's, you can not, have a that's not too much. But I, for me anyway, Asking for any of those players from Miami Heat specifically when they're so integral to what that team yep. is and how they succeed, that's way too much. You can you know? have, if my Miami, I say, yeah, we'll, we'll have Oladipo. You can have a KZ Okpala and a Myers Leonard. Yep. Myers Leonard pre-racial slur. <laughs> Thinking of which, we've got to find a new Burry God, man. I'm telling I know. you. Which is sad. <sighs> yeah. I'm disappointed. But, but yeah, uh, I, they ain't getting shit see... for Oladipo. From Miami. No, no. Miami, Miami playing hardball yeah, no. and I love it. I, it. It really all hinges on what Houston want for him. Yeah. You know, if it's... And judging by the sounds of it, they want too much. You know? And I, you'd rather get something than nothing. You know, you know this well as a Denver fan. You guys keep giving up guys for nothing. For which nothing. I always get really confused by. Oh, same. <laughs> same. But uh, I don't know. I can absolutely sh- see him being moved. Yeah. And I can actually... Houston, they're, they're fine at making moves. I hear Golden State are looking to pick up pieces. Um, yeah. Uh, Kings are in sell mode. There's a bunch Ooh. of teams that are looking to make moves. Speaking of Golden State, I don't... Because I think I know you, I don't think you're going to have any any weight on this. But all the... the th- the statements made by um, Bob Myers and Steph Curry recently regarding his contract extension. So Steph declined the contract extension. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this is what Bob Myers said, was just said, oh, he just, nothing major. He just said, no, it's not right now. End of the season, let's yeah, talk about it. That's it. Um, which is what I thought initially. And then he did say something uh, later on to follow it up, which actually no one's talking about, which is quite surprising because usually the NBA fan base loves drama. Mm-hmm. Um, he came out and said something along, along the lines of, I'm just paraphrasing, paraphrasing. He was talking in regards to, I think it was an old football player, which was a Hall of Famer, played majority of his career with one team. No one ever anticipated him to, to sign elsewhere. 
and he signed elsewhere. And it was like, you know, things like that happen, you know, a lot of the times it's out of our control, but you know, I'll do what I can. That's not something you want to hear right after. He shouldn't Steph- have said that. He shouldn't. But I'm putting no stock into this. I, Steph's, yeah. I don't see Steph ever leaving Golden State. No. I think they'll always give him whatever he wants. Yeah. And I think he's deserving so. And they'll figure out. They'll Like Clay. Clay's been out. Two years. They'd be contending. They'd be yes. near top. Like definitely top side of the West if Clay was back. They need him back. They He is a offensive presence and a defensive presence one of the best two-way players in the league just always quietly because they've had kd draymond was much better when he was you know Mm -hmm. playing you know it's it's so different and so hopefully he's probably one of the players i want to see back the most yeah i want clay thompson it's it's countdown to a clay yeah right next season so look steph will resign well yeah no he will it's just something that like usually the fan base latches on to yeah, anything, anything anyone says. Yeah. That was just Myers shouldn't have said that. That yeah. was really weird to me. But um it, it's weird and exciting to me because Golden State are a good team right now. They shouldn't be. You know, I said this last last week. They shouldn't be a good team, but they are purely mm-hmm. because of how great Steph is and his MVP like season is having once again. I and you slot a healthy clay into this. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! That's yeah. a, that's a great team yeah. again. You know, it's it's crazy what two players can do. It's much like Portland, what two players can do exactly in in exactly. Dame and CJ. And now they've got a much better group of cast. Like Anthony Simons is coming along really, really great. Yeah, Gary Trent Jr. is coming along really great. They managed last year in season one of the pod. I was talking about Portland and how they start. They need to sign wings again, yeah. defensive wings. They've done exactly that. Yeah. And even without Zach Collins, even yeah. without Nurkic, they're just as good now. Um, and they look really poised for the playoffs. I don't know how deep they'll get. You know, the West and the East, in this case, is a bloodbath. I mean, bloodbath. actually, this year is a really exciting time to be a fan. Absolutely. This is shaping up to a really good season. We won't go into it too much more because we are completely out of time. Okay. We are running overtime. Yeah. Overtime. All right. Overtime. Um, but yeah, uh, it's good to be back in the swing of things. Season two. Still love these mugs. Still love these mugs. Love Thank you, Eloise. Love them. Um, yeah, if you've made this far, <clears throat> quick cough. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for watching. Um, we do this every week, most of the times on a Saturday morning, but with my work schedule, sometimes it might be on a Sunday. You will ditch me sometimes and that's okay. I can't and get sometimes. Adam on the pod. Exactly. He, he absolutely refuses. Yep. But if you've he made it through me. this far, thank you very much. It's the favorite part of our week every week. Um, you can find us on all your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, Breaker, Anchor, wherever your favorite podcasts are found, we are there. We're also on YouTube over at the Low Block Podcast. Speaking of which, is now my favorite platform. It's a pain in yeah. the ass to edit. It's so much work, man. It takes hours. Yeah. But seeing the final product, love, I'm so love, happy with it. I better pay off really quickly. Yeah. Um, we are also on Facebook and Instagram at the Logbot Podcast. I put posts up every week. Probably going to move to twice a week soon. Yep. Um, yeah, if you want to send us a message, if you want... Shit, if you want a mug, I'll send it to you. Shit, I want more. You know what I want to do at some point? And I was probably going to surprise you with it at some point, but I just, I'm No, just do it. Don't it. tell me. Don't tell me. Don't all tell right, me. Cool. Not going to do Keep it. Keep it a surprise. Secret for you as well, I guess. Secret for, for all of us. I'm just um, going to bring it on the pod one day. Exactly. Um, yeah, thank you very, very much. Like us, rate us, subscribe, comment, flick any of us a message. We'll read it. If you flick us a message, we'll read it. Um, yep. Hate mail. Give us hate mail. <laughs> Still actively asking for hate mail. 
Only um, pod that will do that. Only pod that will do that. And we, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, guys. And see you next week. Bye. Bye.